run quickly in the opposite direction if you uh, start working with a coach of any kind and there's no assessment, but if there's no kind of intake process to why are you here? What do you want to accomplish? Why do you want to accomplish what it is? And then let's figure out where we need to put our attention. So we start with an assessment, the deep health assessment, which looks at all of these categories, these six categories. What does your environment look like? Where are you physically? Where are you mentally? Do you have good, healthy relationships? Do you feel like you belong? And then based on that assessment, we can decide which area needs our attention most and then which area maybe you are already kind of maintaining and we want to keep that, sustain that for long term. And then we put our energy and our effort around the areas that need most of our attention. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. I am pleased to be joined today by Keola Rains, recovered life coach, friend, and wellness expert. How are you doing, Keola? Yes, I am doing amazing. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. We're into 2023, and everybody was excited about hearing from you because, let's face it, this is where the New Year's resolutions for health, wellness, fitness, recovery, it all comes together in January, it seems like, and everybody's talking about this. So I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. And I wanted to talk today about, you know, how to create a health plan in recovery, a wellness health plan in recovery, not just specifically a recovery, a fitness plan, but an overall plan in recovery. And that's essential, right? Oh, so essential. So you're 100% right. Everyone is running to the gym, um, getting into their recovery meetings, making those New Year's resolutions. I was one of those people. My uh, first day walking into a recovery space was on January 1st in 2019. So I completely understand that desire to change at the top of the year. Um, but what I was missing when I started my journey was that plan to support my recovery with really great food and movement and putting myself in, in the right environment. So I'm happy to be able to share some of the reasons why it's so important for us to not only abstain from our substance or um, be mindfully um, moving towards uh, a healthy relationship with a substance, if that's the plan that you're on, that you also need to support that with movement, with the right environment, uh, with nutritious food, with a feeling of belonging. There's so many pieces to um, wellness and health besides just exercise and food. Oh, that's so important. You know, it, what's interesting about your approach, and I, and I love this because so I was just, we were talking right before we went on here about how many people that I know that were trapped in addiction got sober, right? decided they made the gym their higher power. And then, you know, a year goes by and they all of a sudden forget about, well, I don't really need a spiritual pursuit. I don't really need to work on my recovery. Those issues, no big deal. Look how much I'm lifting. Look how much I'm running, you know, and then the relapse happens. So what's so great about your approach is this putting together an overall wellness plan, because it's not just about eating. It's not just about fitness. It's not just about going to meetings. You really need an integrated approach, right? To really get to where you want to go in your life. Yeah. I've, We call it deep health. Um, So I am a certified nutrition coach through Precision Nutrition, and we follow the deep health model. 
And so surprise, when I teach a nutrition course, people are expecting that I'm going in talking about food, but food is actually only 16% of your overall health and wellness program. So it's important and it is a part of it, but there are other factors that you want to look at. So things to consider when you're building a wellness plan is balance, first of all, um, and not overdoing any of these aspects and making sure that you have a balance in each of these categories. So you want to start thinking about your relationships. Um, do you have a feeling of belonging? Do you have folks who you are connecting with in your life? And that's where in the recovery world, that fellowship component comes in, either in virtual meetings or meeting in, in person where you have that relationship building and you feel that you belong to a community. Um, another aspect of deep health is your existential health. So do you have a purpose? Uh, do you feel that you're tied to a purpose or some kind of higher power or higher purpose or calling for your life? And if you're not sure what that is yet, then we get to discover that, which is a beautiful thing. So that's part of creating a balanced wellness program. Of course, the physical piece is in there. So are you physically active? Are you physically healthy and well? Is your body able to move? Can you stretch and run and jump and move through the world in your physical body? That's a piece of it. Mental health and wellness is very, very important. So are you alert? Are you focused? Are you anxious or depressed? So we need to consider that aspect. We also need to think about your emotional health. And in this one, it's knowing that you can move through all ranges of emotions in a healthy way. So it's okay to feel a little bothered sometimes. And then of course we want to feel joy as well. Remember the, the key with wellness is balance, making sure you have that balance. And then the last piece would be your environment. So who are you putting yourself around? And then to the best of your ability, controlling your, your home environment, making sure that your home environment is comfortable and uh, you know, decorated the way that you want it to. And it's lined up and organized the way that makes you happy and makes you feel comfortable and at home. So your relationship- I love this. Very important relationships, ex existential health. Do you feel like you have a purpose? Your mental health, your environmental health, physical and emotional. All of those are just as important as eating a nutritious meal and getting moving. We can't forget any one of these. And one is not more of a priority than the other. They're all important. I love this because I think one of the things, Kula, that we would, I think, pretty much agree on everyone in recovery yeah, is that there's a lot of all or nothing thinking in recovery. Oh. It's like, I either have to be, you know, um, I'm going to get into core strength. No, I have to be a, a world-class gymnast now, right? Like, like there's this all or nothing philosophy that I think it really kills us because I think obviously no one could meet the expectations that we have in our head yeah. about what we think we should be doing. It's so unrealistic a lot of the times. So I like your approach about being able to take all these important elements and mm -hmm. mash them up into a health plan that actually a wellness plan that actually works for you, not works for other people. Um, you know, as I, I, I told the story the other day about how I had had an injury when I broke my ankle and the guy that was that my doctor basically said, like, look, we treat everybody as if they're an athlete because you're an athlete and what you want to do, you want to get stuff done in your life. And yeah. for me, that was, you know, I have a kid and I've got like a, a life and we go around, I like to walk and do stuff. And 
you know, he wanted me to bring me back from that injury in a way that I could live my world-class life. Right. And I think this is the same thing with recovery. We lose sight sometimes and we think we have to be something we saw on TV, especially when it comes to wellness. That's not realistic, but you, you know, how, what's the first steps that you do in creating a cell? Cause it seems like self-care is really big for you. Like, how do you identify what you actually need to do and what you do you want to accomplish? So each person, and this is, I I say, run quickly in the opposite direction. If you uh, start working with a coach of any kind and there's no assessment, there's no kind of intake process to why are you here? What do you want to accomplish? Why do you want to accomplish what it is? And then let's figure out where we need to put our attention. So we start with an assessment, the deep health assessment, which looks at all of these categories, these six categories. What does your environment look like? Where are you physically? Where are you mentally? Do you have good, healthy relationships? Do you feel like you belong? And then based on that assessment, we can decide which area needs our attention most And then which area maybe you are already kind of maintaining and we want to keep that, sustain that for long term. And then we put our energy and our effort around the areas that need most of our attention. So if someone comes in and they're at the beginning of their recovery journey and they're abstaining from their substance and they're they're doing that, they feel confident there, but they don't have healthy relationships in their life and they're not physically active. Uh, we will focus on getting you into community, getting you into a space where you can to feel like you belong, and then we'll start getting you moving. So first, we need to know what's bringing you in, where you are, where that baseline is. Let's assess that. And then we can give our attention to those areas that need a little bit of focus or support. That's so great because, you know, I think so many times like we were talking about the all or nothing thing. And I think a lot of people say, well, stack every minute you a day you have with meetings. And I remember when I first came in, they, you know, in recovery in a traditional 12 step program, Kiola, they used to have three things that they used to say. They say, you know, um, get a sobriety date, get yeah. a sponsor and get a job. That used to be the third one, right? Because they wanted, they wanted people that weren't just sitting around obsessing about their recovery. Like, is today the day I'm going out? Or did I do the third step right? Or like, they didn't want that. They wanted people to have somewhat of a pact. They wanted them to go on with their life because recovery was about going on with their life and recreating their life. Right. What, What do you think the big stumbling blocks that people do when they get into a plan? Because look, it's January now, and I guarantee you, Kiola, half the people are listening by the time they've already heard this, uh, they're hearing this episode, has given up right. on their wellness goals. What's the big thing that's going to make it so you don't toss it away, right? Yeah. You don't just get there and then you're gone. Yeah, it's the overhaul mentality. You don't need to do a complete overhaul. It's not January 1st or, I mean, honestly, this happens throughout the year. But when people decide, okay, I want to get healthy, I want to lose weight, I want to get sober, I want to um, increase my financial fitness, whatever it is, I'm going on a budget, I'm not shopping, I'm only eating iceberg lettuce, I'm training twice a day, and I'm going to, you know, three meetings a day. And they try to just overhaul the whole entire, just turn it completely over and The reason that doesn't work is because it's overwhelming and it's out of balance. So people try to come in and do this complete 
change and just blow up what they used to do and start with all of these new routines, but you don't give yourself a chance to actually slowly build habits, maintain and master those habits. And then you give up because it's overwhelming. If you are not used to getting up at 5.30 in the morning, going to the gym for an hour, you know, coming home, getting ready for your day, going to a meeting, stretching later on in the day, having food, you know, eating every two hours, the soreness that comes after you did that heavy workout, you are going to be overwhelmed. So that's the thing I see happen the most is trying to do a complete overhaul and change everything all at once rather than like my, one of my favorite movies, What About Bob? Baby steps, <laughs> taking small, digestible, pun intended, right? Small, digestible bites of these new habits. So thinking about, I'm going to start with going to a meeting each day, get into fellowship. And then I'm going to start with exercising for 30 minutes most days of the week. Something that's realistic and doable. Instead of I'm completely changing my entire nutrition plan. I'm I'm eating zero carbs and I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. That sounds great, but what you would really benefit from doing is adding in water with each meal and then we'll touch the carb thing later. Do that for 30 days. Master that. Master attending those meetings. If you say one meeting a day, attend the one meeting a day for 30 days. And then if you feel like you want to add something in, add it in after that. The overhaul concept is where people fall off the track. They fall off the wagon. Yeah. It's the micro changes that I've seen that have made the best in my life. You know, when I first met you, we I was talking about how I was a desk jockey. Like I do a lot of stuff at the desk, right? And I've tried to change my lifestyle with my, you know, I got a dog. This dog has to walk a lot. I'm walking a lot. Right. And, you know, if I was just to go out for a walk without the dog, it it probably wouldn't, I wouldn't be as consistent. But now knowing that I have the dog and I have to take the dog out yep. it has been, has been really good for me because I'm getting in 10,000 steps, 17,000 steps, like a lot. It's been great for me to get away from the desk and be able to do it. And I find out that I am doing it better. And then I started waking up earlier and just making these micro changes instead of doing this all at one time, because really it's about the quality of my life at the end of the day, the wellness stuff really at the end of the day, that's why I got sober too, is because I didn't want to die. I didn't want to have a, right. I didn't want to have a bad quality life. And I saw the writing on the wall and yeah. it's the same thing. I think with wellness, it's just making these micro changes and that self-talk. And I, I'd love to hear you about, uh, a little bit from you about this, about how do you change some of that self-talk, Keola, and how do you take, because this is really what it's about, because even the other day I did 15,000 steps or something, and it was like, I could have done more because I had a little bit of energy. And I'm like, you know what? This is totally unrealistic. What am I like? I shouldn't be doing that. That's not a, you know, I've done enough today. It's unrealistic thinking. How do you start to change your mindset to be somebody who is into wellness, but not mm -hmm. so over the top that it becomes another addiction? Yeah. So again, back to the balance piece. And I'm a very, I'm a big proponent of the I am statements. Uh, one of my favorites is I am healing. I am healthy. I am whole. And so healing healthy and whole Nowhere in there does it say, I am perfect. I'm an exercise machine. I go to the gym three times a day. I'm in the process of healing and I am 
becoming a healthy person and I'm a whole person. It's not just this one aspect of um, wellness that I focus on. It's the entire, all six components of that deep health. So I, I like mantras. Um, I like to work with folks and do something, an exercise where we take those negative thoughts or those irrational beliefs um, or those statements that are just not true about yourself and then turning that into a positive statement and using that to start your day, mm. using that for those moments where you might not really feel like doing something. So you have to remind yourself, I'm healing, I'm healthy, I'm whole or whatever words are powerful for you. So I do like mantras to change mindset, but I, I think it's important for people to know that fitness, wellness, health, these are, and recovery. It's a journey. It's not, you reached it there. You're there because you can achieve health and you can also lose it. It's something that you have to work towards. You can achieve balance, but if you are not working on making sure you move one piece over back and forth to make sure you maintain balance, then you can lose that. So it's something that you are mindfully working on with that positive reinforcement of the thoughts and the words you're saying to yourself. Figure out what your your power mantra is. And I use that also in the middle of a workout when I don't feel like doing the last three reps or whatever it is. That is the ideal time for I'm healing, I'm healthy, I'm whole. Like, let's do this and move through. I love this. I, I love this. When we come back from this uh, really quick break, Kula, I want to dive into the nitty gritty here. I want to talk about uh, why people go out and why they go out sooner rather than later, right? Not only in recovery, yeah. but also on their wellness plan. And you're going to give us some gems about how we're going to be able to stick to this and make 2023 the best wellness year ever. Okay, we're going to be back after this quick break. Are you tired of feeling alone in your struggles with dysfunction in your family? Are you ready to find practical solutions, healing, and community? Then join Meredith Wycliffe Wednesdays at 5 p.m. for Healing Within Dysfunctional Families. This one-hour peer support meeting is a safe and supportive space for deep conversation about the impact of dysfunction on our lives and how to find practical solutions and healing. Meredith understands firsthand the challenges and pain of growing up in a dysfunctional family, and she's here to help you find hope and healing. Together, we can overcome the challenges of our past and create a brighter future. To RSVP for Healing Within Dysfunctional Families, just visit recoveredlife.us and click on Find Your Group. Don't miss this opportunity for support, healing, and community. We'll see you this Wednesday at 5 p.m. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show. And I am back with wellness and recovery coach Keola Reigns. We're diving into the topic here, creating that wellness health plan for 2023. Okay, Keola, we, we, talked, we talked a little bit about the struggles and why people, you know, don't really stick to it. Yeah. But I want to dive in here. And, you know, a lot of it's just these expectations and this thinking. I want to dive into the whole thinking game here because I think you tapped onto this. Is this really why people don't stick with a wellness plan? Is yeah. that the thinkings of, and how do we in recovery, which we already know 
that sometimes the thinking in recovery can be a little warped sometimes, even if you're in recovery for a long period of time. It's mm -hmm. a thinking game. How do we master this? How do, how how can we how can we make this change so right. that we make sure that we don't go out in 2023? Yeah. Keyword you said, change. So I want to tie this into something scientific, of course. Um, we need to understand that change is cyclical. It is not linear. There are different steps into the process of change. And so when you come into the start of your year or the beginning of your intention for becoming healthier or putting attention to your wellness program, you have to understand that it's a process. And oftentimes, and this is called the trans theoretical model or the stages of change, oftentimes we have a lapse. So we fall off the wagon. And when that happens, we want to be committed that we are not staying off the wagon. We're not staying down. We're getting right back into that change model and continuing to move forward. So here's what happens with, let's say food. You start a nutrition plan. You're doing great for 14 days, 15 days, and then an event comes up, you eat things that you didn't plan on eating. And you say, well, you know what, since I ate at that one dinner, what I didn't plan on eating, forget it. I'm just going to go back to the way that I was before. And that is going to keep you every time you have that mindset of falling down and staying down, that's going to continue to push you further away from your goal, further away from achieving balance. So you have to accept and know that change comes with slips, comes with falls, oftentimes comes with lapses. That's not just in our relationship with substances. That's in our relationship with the gym. You go to the gym, you're doing great. You have great workouts. You get super sore one day and you say, forget it. I'm not going back. I'm not, I'm just too sore. I give up. That is the mindset that's going to keep you stuck rather than allowing you to change. So accept and know that those lapses, those falls off the wagon are a part of the wellness journey. They're a part of your health journey. We're going to come to bumps in the road and obstacles. You have to be committed to get right back up and continue moving through that cycle of change. The goal is to get to the action space. So moving from, hmm, I think I might get a gym membership. I think I might hire a coach to action. I've hired the coach. I'm ready to go. And then we want to go from action to maintaining. But 100%, you have to commit. If you fall, you'll get back up. That's what's going to get you to your goal. That's what's going to get you to that change, to having healthy relationships, a healthy body. Uh, your mental health is up. Your physical health is up. If you stay committed knowing that I might trip, I might slip, I might fall, but that's not the end of the story. That's not the end of the journey. That's a part of the journey. So stay committed even when that happens. It's That's not the end. And that I see that all the time when it comes to nutrition. Oh, I went to a birthday party and I had you know more than I planned on eating. So I'll just start over in two weeks. No, start immediately at your next meal. Oh, I was doing really great at the gym and then I missed three days because I didn't feel good. So I'll just start again in February. No, you need to start again as soon as you are able to start moving. You cannot stay down. And recovery, you know that. If you slip, you have a relapse, you need to call someone immediately talk about it and get right back into action. Absolutely. You know, and I, I, I love what you're saying here. And I was, uh, while you were speaking, I was thinking about 
how similar this is to actually getting sober. You know, um, one of the reasons that I found out very early on is that you couldn't get sober for other people, that my why, my personal why needed to be strong enough to be able to carry me through the many uncomfortable times that I had, especially in early recovery, the insanity of early recovery. It's, it's hard. Look, it's hard. Anybody who's ever done this, been on the journey or known anybody, it is hard, especially that first part. Yep. And I, I, I found this that, you know, I got to a point in my own life, Kula, where it was like, you know what? I need to start moving. I'm in my fifties. I need to start moving and I need to start, you know, I don't need to be the athlete I used to be in high school and college, right? I need to be my own, yeah. a new version of this. And my why is look, look, I'm not going to be able to live the life I want to live and get everything that I want to be, get done and be the high performance person that I see in my mm-hmm. mind and experience. If I don't have this, it's just very similar to recovery. I mean, mm-hmm. recovery was a little bit more drastic because it was like, I'm going to, if I don't quit drinking, I'm going to die. That that's a big why, but right. it's the same thing with this. It's like, I had to come up with a why that was big enough that was going to get me out of bed and go for that walk at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, you know what, if you don't have a why for your overall wellness, it's going to be very challenging to stick with each of these categories. So if you're not able to identify why you want to be healthy and why you want to be well, that's going to be another block or obstacle that is in your way. Um, it's very similar to recovery, very similar to that sobriety journey. Come into this knowing the end result that you would like to achieve. We do that in recovery. I know that I want to be sober so that I can be happy and healthy. I also know that I want to be physically well so that I can have the energy I need to run the business that I'm running so that I can have the connections that I need so that I can feel like I belong to a community. It's they, they go hand in hand. And once you can establish why you want to get physically fit, uh, get stronger, have better sleep. We've got to talk about that. Have better sleep, have better relationships in your life. When you define that why, you share that with your coach. And I will tell you, even if you're not able to do a six-month program or a year-long program, one of the best gifts that you can give to yourself is at least having a few sessions with a professional. So if that's a nutrition coach or a fitness trainer or someone like me who does both, um, you want to make sure that you have some time for someone to give you direction and give you a plan so that you can follow that plan, check back in for accountability, just like we do in recovery. We have either a coach or a sponsor or whoever we're working with. You have to have someone that's going to help you create the plan and then keep you accountable for that plan. Oh, I can't hear you. Sorry about that little audio issue. Um, (laughs) I wanted to create, I wanted to talk at the end here about creating a, that coach, finding that coach. Yeah because this is really essential, especially when you're recovering. I like about all the stuff that you're saying about, it's about building community. It's about building this stuff. How do you go about doing this? How do you go about finding the right people? Because it's almost like a sponsor relationship in a 12 step or a sobriety coach. How do you go about, what are the things that you should ask somebody if you're looking for somebody to help you in this? What, what do you, what is the most important thing to communicate? 
Yeah. First, you need to communicate your needs, what it is that you need, what it is that you want. So we don't all come into wellness with the exact same needs. There are some people who are very confident and comfortable about their relationships and they feel like they have a purpose in life. They feel their mental, their mental health and wellness is great, but they know that they struggle to get moving and they know that they struggle to stay on that nutrition plan. So that person is looking for someone who is an expert in creating movement routines. The other thing you need to ask is, do you have experience working with and then enter your personality? Do you have experience working with type A personalities? Do you have experience working with ex-athletes? So, and I say that because the ex-athlete is going to want a different type of routine than the person who hasn't moved in five or 10 years. So do you have experience with beginners? Um, feel comfortable asking all of these questions that explain who you are and then who you want to become or the person that you're working towards becoming. The other thing you want to ask, these are questions that people don't think of, how long are, are your sessions? How many sessions do I need before I can feel or see or achieve some results and talk about how ask, how often will we be meeting? Um, I give homework. So I wish people would ask this, but they don't in the beginning. Are there assignments outside of our sessions together? What do I need to do when I leave the gym? What do I need to do when our nutrition session is over? How do I apply everything that you've shared with me? So be ready to go in with a little, you know, pad of paper, notepad, your questions prepared. What's your background? What's your expertise? Have you ever worked with a person like me? How often are we meeting? What's required of me outside of our sessions together? Those are just a few to get started. That's a dream client coming in with, for me to ask those questions. I love that. I love that because you really need to know this stuff because what you don't want is like the pain in starting and stopping. It's just like, you know, alcohol and drug recovery. The starting and stopping is what is what really damages people. Mm -hmm. It's the in and out, in and out, in and out. And I, I love what you've outlined here. I mean, you know what gives me hope is somebody who started wellness plans and then been off of them, started them, been off of is that you know what? It's not an all or nothing thing with the wellness side of it. And that mm -hmm. I can move into this and it's, it's actually, I can see in my mind how this can be executed on my side, which is really what it's all about doing it at the end of the day, right? Not yeah. just talking about it, doing it. Chiola yeah. Reigns, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm going to put a link uh, to how they can find you on Recovered Life. You have got yeah. a lot of great content and a lot of great plans. If you're looking guys, uh, for somebody who's going to help hold your hand and put this together for you, Keola yeah. is the person to do it. Keola, any last words with for anybody who might be listening to this, kind of struggling with that with that wellness plan? Yeah, I want I want to tell you, let's get started today. Reach out, get in touch with me. I'm happy to do a deep health assessment for you. Let's find out where you are right now. Let's look at where you want to go and let's get started. Today is your day. Thank you so much, Keola. Uh, happy New Year. And uh, everybody, go out and live your best wellness recovered life. Talk to you yeah. next time. Bye. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life. Recovered Life is a peer support network with direct access to top recovery coaches, contact, community, and quality peer support meetings that can be accessed virtually. 
Whether you're pursuing a 12-step program, not involved in 12 steps, spiritual, agnostic, atheist, or just trying to figure it out, you're welcome here. Sign up today and access unlimited group meetings for only $19.99 a month. And because we know you'll love it, we're offering you your first 30 days for free. Don't wait. Visit recoveredlife.us and become a member today.